This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle. This episode of Material is Your Business is powered by Sennheiser, the future of audio. Hello, I'm Francesca Rosella, and I'm Chief Creative Director and Co-Founder of Cute Circuit. So what do I love about materials? Well, I love new materials and innovative materials, and sometimes I like to invent them. So let's see what materials can hold for the future of fashion in this case. These days, there are just so many forces dividing the world around us. But there's one way we're getting more connected. Through materials that allow apparel to connect us with ideas, information, virtual hugs, and the ability to actually feel sound. Coming up, be inspired by a company and the visionary designer and technologist behind it all, playing an important role in this connective movement. This is Material Is Your Business, a podcast covering the science, technology, and business of materials and manufacturing. Produced by Mouth Media Network. Powered by Sennheiser. Your hosts for this episode are Stephanie Benedetto and Samantha Cortez. We're here live on the floor of WEAR Conference at Fashion Institute of Technology in New York City. We're excited to be talking all about smart fabrics and wearable tech. And who perfect to have here to talk about that than Francesca from Cute Circuit. Hi, Francesca. Hello, hi. Thank you for joining us. You know, I've been following all the incredible work that Cute Circuit has been doing for a while now. And I think you really have been pioneers in this space, which is just really taking off. Can you tell us a little bit about what inspired you to start the company even before this became such a powerful movement that it is? Well, like, you're so right and such a great intro. Thank you. I think the thing that is really amazing is that I started working in this field back in 2001 when I met my co-founder, Ryan. And uh, we were just, like, looking at what you could do with technology on the body and how people could use technology to connect with each other and um, how basically this new technology could help you to express yourself and connect with other people. And uh, so we started the company in 2004, and we were the world's first fashion wearable technology brand. So we really started the whole brand thinking about fashion that was enhanced with some micro technology that could look beautiful, but also let you do something magical. And so one of the first things that we worked on was the hug shirt. And that was actually even before we started the company in 2002. And the hug shirt was the world's first haptic telecommunication device, which sounds really dry, but in reality it means it's a t-shirt that lets you hug someone over distance. So imagine you're here in New York and you're really missing your best friend and you want to send her a hug. You put on the hug shirt, you give yourself a squeeze and sensors in the fabric capture where you're touching, how strong and for how long. All this data goes Bluetooth into your cell phone and it's transformed into a hug message. And your friend back in Tokyo receives a message and he says, there is a hug, you want to feel it? And your friend says, yes, of course. And her shirt is going to get warm and vibrate in the same area that you touched on your shirt. So sending a hug is like recording a movie. And then your friends can feel it. That's incredible. I mean, so it it connects, correct me, so you're saying it connects to an app that delivers then the message and you can receive it through that app that connects these shirts. And what a concept to have thought of back then. And 
what was it about a hug and an emotion of feeling that was the best place to start for you with this? What did that convey? Actually, we didn't even start the product idea from saying, oh, we want people to hug each other. What we started was we were doing a workshop, and the workshop was all about designing something desirable. And so we interviewed a number of people, and we asked them, if you could wish for something right now, what would you wish for? And they all answered, oh, I wish I could be hugged by my mom, by my friends, by my boyfriend, because we were chatting with all these people that had traveled from all over the world to go to this research institute, and they were all missing their families and friends. And so we're like, okay, how can we make people feel this physical sensation of being hugged like true technology because obviously if you are in the same room with someone you just hug them <laughs> but if you are like far away then maybe we can help you and so we started doing something called a body storming session in which we got people some of them didn't know each other but by the end of it they got married and we asked them to hug each other for a very long time and so imagine people with white t-shirts in a room, hugging each other, and we marked with red markers the position of their hands on the other person's body. So these are areas that people touch the most when they hug someone, here nearby the neck, on the hips, on the back, and so we marked all these positions, and these became the areas where we put sensors and actuators. And all these sensors and actuators, the sensors are made out of smart fabrics, so that they sort of sense the pressure of your touch and the location within the fabric. And then the actuator are little vibration mothers and also like little illumination so somebody that is with you can see that you're being hugged they're not gonna come and disturb you and one thing that is really funny actually that the first ones that we designed they even inflated to give you a stronger hug and people got really scared about the noise of the little pumps so we're like but they liked the movement of the fabric with the vibration of the pump inflating. So we're like, we're going to remove the pump, so it's going to be a very silent, discreet hug. But then the little vibration stayed, and it feels very pleasant. So that's, that was like one of the first things that we designed. And then we did a huge amount of garments that were just like more visual, and with illuminated fabrics. And so it's like over the years we did like so many things. So ask me more questions and tell me what you want to know more about. <laughs> well, there's a very strong disconnect between design and technology. How, what partnerships are you um, looking to get your product to market? Yeah, I'm busy. So busy circuit, we design everything in house. So we just design the technology, we design like if we need a new material, we just ask manufacturers to make it for us. And of course, when we started, it was ages ago, and the materials didn't exist, but we were very clear about one thing. We did not want to have wires in our garments, mm -hmm. not even like in the first prototype of something. So like, we have to find the manufacturer and sort of convince them that making a conductive ribbon for us is a very good idea. And it took us ages. Good luck, yeah, <laughs> right. So many of them are so averse to this concept and yeah. to this kind of development and the amount of work and labor and R&D. So how do you work with them through that process? Well, in the beginning it was very difficult and then they started seeing the traction that our garments would get in the press and with people. And then they would, now we have people that come to us and say, oh, I developed this new thread that is indestructible and can conduct electricity. You want to try it? For example, like um, just a few months ago, we did a graphene dress and we had to work with the scientists at the National Graphene Institute in the UK and to make them create pieces of fabric that were sort of coated with the chemical vapor deposition method uh, with nanoparticles of graphene so they could be transparent and conducted at the same time. And I mean, it was like a very long process to get this to happen, but 
now people start to come to us and say, oh, we have something new, you want to try it? And we say, yeah, let's see what happens. Does your company collaborate with other other people, as in competitors? Because I know that our in our industry, we kind of tend to share a little bit more. And besides the garment manufacturer and technology and... Well, you... we don't really like... But it's not like I find like there are so many competitors doing fashion wearable technology. So sometimes like if we collaborate with a technology company, it's more like something that maybe a technology company wants us to try a new material or a new sensor that they develop. And we're like, oh, yes, sure, we can try to incorporate it in our product and make it happen. Sometimes the thing that we do is that we collaborate maybe with some much larger brands than we are. So we collaborated with Mercedes and we created a pilot suit. So you drive the car and the suit reacts to your emotions and the sound of the power of the car engine, right? And then we collaborated with Converse and we created the wah pedal built into a shoe. So you can wah, wah your guitar sound just by moving your feet. And, uh, and then we collaborated with Chanel and we created illuminated handbags. So it's just something that we are like, I mean, a fashion design brand. But then we also invented a number of technologies, so we just put it together and we invent new products. Okay, we need to take a quick break, but we have to hear more right after this with Francesca and Cute Circuit all about cars, shoes, and where she's going with this fashion tech. Back soon. Hashtag moms got this. Get your mom life fix four days a week. I'm Michelle Parr. And I'm Stacey Eagle. Together we chatted up with a new boss mom each week about her journey and why she's got this. Make sure to subscribe and show us some love on iTunes, Google Play, and wherever the best podcasts are found. And remember, moms, moms got, got this. <laughs> you can find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Material biz show that's material b-i-z show and hear all of our episodes on materialisyourbusiness.com and everywhere the best podcasts are found i'm rebecca pales friedman and i'm here at the wear conference and i bumped into my friends at mouth media and material is your business and i was on the podcast about a year ago a while back and um, from the interview that I did, I landed an incredible client. And now I'm working on a material innovation for a new client. And it was a fantastic experience. I loved working with the two of, the two of you. Um, it was a, a really fun experience. And it was just a bonus that, that something came out of it for my business. So... Francesca, right before break, you just kind of threw in there a big, big, exciting project with Mercedes-Benz and cars. And can you tell us a little bit more about what you did for them and what this did? Yeah, basically, we did this really cool project with Mercedes uh, that wasn't like an actual like brand collaboration because we didn't put our like ideas into a car. But actually, we designed a pilot suit. And basically, the idea with the pilot suit was that it would have sensors for sound, but also sensors for like the emotion of the pilot. So the pilot would get into the car and listen to the sound of the engine or think 
where he was going, like maybe visiting his child and going back home after a very long time away on business. And so the, basically the suit was designed with one of our magic fabric, illuminated textiles, and basically it would light up in response to sounds. And feelings, and that was really cool. And basically, it was the key piece into this commercial that went in all the cinemas in the UK and Europe. And it was called Sound with Power. And it was really cool because we had like a soundtrack by Tiny Tempa, and then we had this really cool pilot suit. And actually, they were driving around, and we had to send a whole team of people driving somewhere in the middle of the mountains. And I mean, it was just like crazy how it came about. But I think it worked out really beautifully. And when people see it, they can get this emotional piece that you can connect either with the car or with the environment just because you're wearing a garment that enhances your senses. And that's something that I really like that we have a tendency of doing with all our garments. It's something that connects you to whatever is around you. It's a sort of like a second skin. That's what I usually like to say. It's like it's a second skin that is intelligent and connects you with people or with places. So, so Francesca, what does wearable mean to you? That's a very good question. Thank you. And uh, basically, like, you know, sometimes we hear people talking about wearables and they mean little bracelets or wristwatches. But for me as a designer, a wearable is like a garment. It has to be a garment. And then this garment is enhanced with some micro technology that can do something really interesting for you. You can have exactly the same electronics that you have in a bracelet but into your T-shirt. Like, for example, we have a T-shirt that is called Twinkle that stands for, like, Twinkle and Sparkle, and it reacts to your movement. And it's doing exactly what the Fitbit would be doing, reacting to your motion and just capturing the amount of motion that your body is creating, like if you're running or just maybe sitting still, and then it's illuminating in response to it. So I don't believe that you should have something on your wrist that makes you feel like, oh, yeah, I'm tagged and, yeah, I, I didn't move enough today. I'm <laughs> such a loser and I'm going to get fat. And <laughs> you want something that says, oh, I'm so happy to move because I want to show you how cool this garment is when it starts to light up and change color. So I think it's a different approach to having something that is on your body because, I mean, unless people start going out naked every day, you're still going to have to wear some clothes. And I definitely remember to wear my clothes, but I definitely forget the bracelet. So I think that that's very important. It should be on your body, and as soon as it is on your body, it is a piece of clothing. In, in terms of kind of that being a piece of clothing on your body, one of the things I think we find so much in this industry is that people are either all in on the tech or all in on the fashion. And the two sometimes struggle to meet. And one of the things I think you do incredibly well at Cute Circuit is bringing those two together, making this something that you would wear that is fashionable and beautiful. You know, obviously that was some of the problems with some of the other wearable tech products that have launched that either worked cool but looked like crap and nobody wanted to wear them or they looked gorgeous but they didn't do anything. So what the hell's the point? I'm curious where you fall in and how, you, how much you think people need to be looking at both aspects and how to make that happen in the future of this industry? Definitely looking at both aspects, the functionality and the beauty should come natural in this field. I think definitely if you do not want to wear something, it's not going to work for you, no matter if it makes you fly. But if it makes you fly and you look like really dorky while doing so, <laughs> definitely you don't want to wear it. And I think the same thing happened, you know, when in the beginning when there were all these wearables for healthcare use, they made the person wearing it look like they were actually sick while actually it was just health monitoring. So you were not sick yet, you were trying to prevent. And I think that nobody wanted to wear them, especially even the elderly generation, because they were like, well, I don't really want to look like 
I'm like about to die or something. So I think that beauty in what you wear is very important because it's attractive from an emotional perspective. It makes you want to wear that garment. You don't want to go around and look like you are sick or you have any kind of issue that doesn't make you like all the other people around you. I mean, people want to belong. And so I think the way of belonging is just by having something that looks good and attractive and also becomes a conversation piece. I know one of the challenges in wearable techs is the uh, washing of, of the garments, besides the getting more people motivated to put it on. But how do you wash it later? What, what, are, what are your obstacles, and where are you at at, that, at this point? Washing is definitely very important because nobody wants to go around with stinky clothing. <laughs> I think that's sometimes, like, you see all these wearables, and then you say, just don't wash it. You're like, well, I wore it to go running, so definitely starting to get the flavor. <laughs> so all the garments that are in our ready-to-wear collection that are made out of, like, cotton, they can be washed in the washing machine at 30 degrees with your usual soap and conditioner. And the garments that are even in gowns or, like, even in jackets, you don't wash them, you just dry clean them and because you don't want to ruin the silk. So we invented the method that actually we patented that is a method for creating multi-layers or like micro-technologies and then fabrics and like little kind of like a polyurethane layers. If you find our patent online, you can read it, guys. <laughs> and basically, we have five easy steps to build these garments in a way that they will survive washing and they were not going to get ruined and they will still be comfortable and stretchable. So I think that was two years of wash tests and destroying every single prototype we were making after sending it like 10 times in the washing machine and they would come out destroyed and say, okay, we have to change this. And then we started changing, changing, changing until it finally improved. It was like, yay, it came out of the washing, was still alive. That's amazing. And I guess it fits in very much with your spirit and ethos that you're saying about not having, when you're wearing this beautiful garment, hard wires or batteries and things hanging off of it that just make it look and feel ridiculous. How do you account for how long these things last and battery power and how to recharge? What does that look like? So all the garments that we make are rechargeable. So they have like, you can either recharge them inductively, like for example, the shoes we did with Converse, you just sit the shoe on a little pack and it just recharges inductively. The t-shirts, you can recharge them like with USB-C. So it's just like, so you don't put it upside down because we're terrified when people start to try to stick like USB charging cable the wrong way around into the, <laughs> into the plug. So USB-C solves lots of problems in the world. That's great. And one thing that is really nice with the Twirkle t-shirts, since they react to your movement, is that when you take it off and you just fold it and sit it down, it's going to go into sleep mode. And so it's just going to be on pico power so it's gonna consume very little battery so that if you charge it like once a week or like once every two weeks it's still gonna be alive once you shake it and wake it up so that's one of the convenient things and it really depends on like how much like movement you're doing like or for example illuminated miniskirts if you're just projecting like tigers <laughs> movies all the time yeah it'll probably less just like a few hours in the evening but then if you have lighter patterns it lasts like the whole week so one of the things we also think about, or at least I think about when we think about circuitry and electronics, is the sustainable aspect and how we can then recycle these textiles at their end of life. Is that something that you're looking at either in your company or the industry at large? And, and what does that mean to you? Yeah, so in the making of the garments, we use all um, 
Ecotex certified textiles. So that's very important to us. We don't want things on the body to have any lead, mercury, cadmium. It's just really scary. All the electronics is also RHS compliant, which is restriction of hazardous substances. So all these other like bad chemicals, they're not in the circuits either. And actually, many of our circuits are gold-plated which makes them look really pretty because we always think people maybe are going to disassemble one of our garments the ones they always made. So we make them gold-plated because it looks very nice. It's like jewelry. And I, mean, I really like that. And the other thing is that actually we do have a recycling program. So if somebody really gets bored with one of our garments, they can just send it back to us. We recycle the components and we give them a discount on the next garment. So that's something that actually nobody has done yet because maybe they like to keep the garments that they bought. But... Is something that we really like. Or they last very yeah. well, which is kudos to you. Thank you. <laughs> and another thing we did, for example, we do lots of stage costumes for performers. And once we designed a five-meter-long skirt for Italian singer Laura Pausini to use for her Inedito tour. And she would have this five-meter-long skirt and fly over the audience. Oh. And in these like, beautiful like stadiums. But the thing is that in winter, during the tour, the stadiums, they all had the ceiling closed. So she could fly across, and it was like from flying from the ceiling. But then in summertime, they did shows like at the Arena di Verona in Italy, and that's completely open air, open air like the Colosseum. And so she couldn't fly <laughs> from anywhere. And so the thing that we did is that she just sent this huge skirt to us, and we got all the microelectronics and smart fabrics out, and we designed a shorter skirt and an evening dress so that she could wear that for the performance. So everything is made in a modular way that you can just like cut it and dress assemble and just create new garments out of it. Amazing. So I was very happy that we were able to do that. So she used it for a much longer time. As you're looking at the future of Cute Circuit in this industry at large, are there any areas you think are still untapped or exciting to move into in terms of technology development and wearables and smart fabrics? I think everybody like right now is talking a lot about like virtual reality, but I really like augmented reality. So augmenting your senses. So for example, we were talking earlier about the hug shirt and uh, very recently we did a new version of a hug shirt that is actually called the sound shirt. That is a shirt that allows deaf people to feel music on their skin during a concert. So the thing that is very nice, because, I mean, of course, like, you can not hear it, but you can feel the vibration. So you could feel the violin on your arms and the drums on your back. And uh, I think that's actually a very nice garment, that if you are all in New York and you want to see it, you can see it at Cooper Hewitt, the Smithsonian Design Museum, and is in showing the access and ability uh, exhibition. So I think it's very important to think for everybody's senses. That is phenomenal. And thank you so much, Francesca, for joining us. Any kind of last words or thoughts or reflection on your career, this interview, or message you want to leave everyone with? Uh, I think that I usually do have a message, like when when it, like... When I think about everything we have done, I think in the beginning we were so early that people kept telling us, oh, just get a real job. And nobody is going to care about wearable tech. But we were really uh, persistent. And I usually say perseverance works. So you have an idea. Lots of people are going to tell you, nah, it's never going to go anywhere. But I think if you believe in it enough, you just have to try and see what happens with it. Amazing. And how can our listeners connect with you and with your company? What's the best way to reach you? We launched a brand new website yesterday. Congratulations. So to, thank you. Go to cutecircuit.com. And I think it's, it's nicer than the website we had before because I think you get a better history of the company and what we've been doing until now and where we are going right now. Amazing. Thank you, Francesca. It was a pleasure having you live here at Wear Conference. Thanks a lot. Thank you for having me.
And for Samantha Cortez. Adios. And I'm Stephanie Benedetto. Go change the world, everyone. Back next time on Material Is Your Business. This has been Material Is Your Business. To suggest guests or content for the show or to become a sponsor, email us at podcast at materialisyourbusiness.com. Keep up with the show on social media at Material Biz Show. That's Material B-I-Z Show. Episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, along with our website, materialisyourbusiness.com. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved. No portion of the episode may be distributed or published without the express written permission of the producers. Thanks for listening. This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle.